The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Experiences Unexplained. I'm the host, and my name is Jesse Clark. On this show, we discuss people's personal paranormal experiences, as well as just anything that's just strange or unusual that has occurred. If you have a personal paranormal experience that you would like to have featured on the show, you can easily call our hotline and leave a voicemail of you telling your story. Please note that your voice will be recorded on the call and your call will be featured on the show. And when I first started this podcast, that was my main goal was to set up a hotline and have people call in and tell their stories. So please, if you do have a story to call in, simply just call our hotline at 1-270-290-0900. And I do know that not everyone loves hearing their own voice being recorded, and I even find it weird listening to this podcast, hearing my own voice. But I absolutely love hearing of these personal experiences coming from the people that experience them. And by no means do you have to be a professional speaker. I just want to hear your personal experiences and the authentic energy that you use while you tell your story. But if you do not want to have your voice recorded, but you still want to have your story featured on the show, you can visit our website at experiencesunexplained.com, and there you can click on the Submit Your Experience tab. And I feel like I say this every week, but just a reminder, if you like this show and you know someone else who would enjoy it, please, please share this show with your friends. In order to get new stories and keep this show going, we have to have new listeners. And also, if you are enjoying this show, I would really love it if you guys could give a good review on the app of your choice. Leaving these good reviews really helps the show out and helps us grow and makes it more likely for new listeners to click on this show. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you that have actually already left a review and shared this show with your friends. I really, really do appreciate it and I love the support that I've received so far. Now that we have those announcements out of the way, let's get on to tonight's episode. 
Our headlights hit this thing standing next to the big power plant building. It looked like a man with wings and red eyes. We didn't know what it was. But I don't think we've ever been so scared. We sit there for just a minute or two, and then we, we took off real fast to get to the main highway. And when we got out there, it was waiting on us. We could hear it right over top of the car, and the wings kept hitting the top of the car. I'll never forget it. It's just, it's just like it was yesterday. That clip comes courtesy of Monster Quest on the History Channel, and it is actually Season 4, Episode 5. If you are interested in seeing the entire episode, I will have a link to that in the show notes. The lady that you heard in that clip, her name is Linda Scarberry. And she was discussing with the Monster Quest crew exactly what happened to her and her husband, Roger Scarberry, as well as their friends, Steve and Mary Mallette. And this week actually marks the 54-year anniversary of when this first occurred. It occurred on November 15th, 1966. And if you all happen to be unaware or unfamiliar with this historical event, I am talking about the Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. This is quite possibly one of the coolest cryptozoology legends or local myths that are around in modern day time. In fact, it was this sighting that first got the writer John Keel interested in the creature, the Mothman, and inspired him to write The Mothman Prophecies. If you have not read the book, The Mothman Prophecies, or seen the movie, you do have to have an open mind. They touch on topics such as the men in black, UFOs, as well as the Mothman. But if you were listening to a podcast such as this, I would highly suggest you have an open mind anyhow. But anyways, let's talk more about this experience that Linda and Roger Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallette witnessed. The two couples were headed to a popular hangout north of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, known as the TNT area. And this was a local hangout that a lot of people just kind of sat around and partied and hung out at, as far as I can understand. And when they were on their way to this location, they saw a figure that looked like a man with wings standing in the road. Steve Mollette described the figure as six or seven feet tall with a 10-foot wingspan and glowing red eyes that were two inches in diameter and six inches apart. Steve was actually the first person in the group that witnessed and pointed out the creature to everyone else in the car, and I think that's why he got such a good description, but everyone in the car confirmed and saw the same creature that Steve saw. Linda couldn't make out the figure completely. She had trouble making out the head and arms, but saw the glowing red eyes once the car headlights illuminated the figure. And everyone in the car was freaking out and they couldn't believe what they just saw. And in fact, the creature wasn't done messing with them. As you heard in Linda's story, they drove away in a panic and the creature was flying and tormenting them and actually keeping up with Roger Scarberry's 1957 Chevy. And when I say that, they weren't just cruising along doing the speed limit. Roger said that he was actually going upwards of 100 miles per hour and this creature was flying above the car 
flapping its wings, causing scratches and claw marks on the roof of the car at 100 miles an hour. Skeptics can say that perhaps this creature that they saw that night was a natural occurring animal in the wild, but at speeds of flying over 100 miles an hour, that's kind of a freak of nature. However, it's not unheard of in nature for birds to be super fast. In fact, the world's fastest bird, known as the peregrine falcon, can reach speeds of upwards of over 200 miles an hour. But this is during a deep, steadily dive. And the witnesses that night said that this creature wasn't diving down to the car. It was flying directly above the car and chasing them. There are level flight birds that can reach over 100 miles an hour. And these birds are spine-tailed swift and an Indian bird. But these birds definitely do not get to be 6 to 7 foot in size. So the question stands, what was this creature that these two young couples saw on the road in that West Virginia town in 1966? In Linda Scarberry's full interview, she talks and says that they immediately turn around and they drive downtown into town and try to file a police report at 2 a.m. They were so freaked out, like they were like, we have to go to the police and tell them about this thing. And the police immediately, upon them going to the station, they go out and investigate the area, the TNT area, and they find no evidence of the creature anywhere. So as they were driving away in this 57 Chevy going 100 miles an hour, this creature was flapping its wings above their car, scraping the top of the roof and keeping up with them until they get to the point to where they hit downtown and then the creature disappears. And then there's no evidence of the creature anywhere except for scrapes in the paint on top of the 57 Chevy. And although this encounter with Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Marlette is often referred to as the beginning of the Mothman legend, it actually wasn't the first sighting of this creature. The very first reported sighting of this man with wing creature was actually just three days before the event that happened with the Scarberries and the Mollets. And this sighting actually didn't occur in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, but it still was in the West Virginia state in the town known as Clendenin. And Clendenin is only about 79 miles southeast of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, so it's a very close area. But anyhow, during this first sighting, there were five grave diggers that were actually working and digging a grave, and they witnessed a man with wings gliding over their heads. And they said that this huge creature was flying through the trees, and it was in sight for about one minute, and then they, it just disappeared. They couldn't see it any longer. So this was the very first reporting, and it was only three days before the Linda and Roger and the Mary and Steve encounter. During the following three days of the sighting of the Scarberries and the Mollets, there were at least eight other reports of seeing a similar creature in the area. And by the one-year anniversary of the Mollet and Scarberry sighting, there were over 100 reports of sightings of the Mothman in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Some could speculate that the town was just experiencing mass hysteria and everyone was just being paranoid. 
but maybe some of these encounters actually have some clout. Before jumping into other encounters, I want to kind of go back to the Scarberry and Mallette encounter and break down some of the more details about what happened and the location in which it happened. As I mentioned, the Scarberries and Mallettes came across this winged creature on the way to an area called the TNT area, also known as the West Virginia Origins Works Munitions Plant. The TNT area was built during World War II and used to store explosives during 1942 to 1945. And right after the bombing of Hiroshima, the plant just closed. And although the plant closed down, the building still stands there today, vacant. And there's some rumors that perhaps this is where the Mothman originates and this was his home. And in 1981, there was actually a red water seep that was detected in the area, which some people speculate that these toxins seeping into the water supply could have caused these mutations and caused creatures such as the Mothman. Dr. Roger Smith of the University of West Virginia speculates that the creature that people are seeing and witnessing in the area is in fact a sandhill crane. A sandhill crane is actually only about six to seven pounds and standing three to three and a half feet tall. But some people speculate that those toxins in the swamp and in the area could have caused a crane, the sandhill crane, to mutate. So the leak of these toxins weren't discovered until 1981, and the plant shut down in 1945. That's 36 years where these toxins could have been seeping out into the water supply and poisoning, killing, or even mutating these creatures. There's also another creature that could be a culprit, the barred owl. Barred owls, however, are only about 19 to 20 inches in length, and about one and a half pounds. But a unique feature of these owls is when light, such as a car headlight, when it shines into their eyes, their eyes glow red. And the reasoning behind this is because the barred owl actually has extra blood vessels around their eyes that make them glow a brighter red compared to other species of owls. Now, out of the over 100 accounts of this winged man-creature, there's one feature that never changes, those glowing red eyes. So, could this Mothman actually be some kind of Owlman? I don't know. Some report that the wings of this creature had feathers, while others say that there were no feathers. So, I don't know if this was some kind of mutated owl, crane... Or was it a Mothman? I don't know. But one thing that I do find interesting is that there's similar creatures that are mentioned in several different cultures around the world. And there's actually an eerie connection between the Mothman and a Irish-Scottish folklore creature known as the Banshee. And they are connected to kind of being a warning sign or a harbinger of death or a disaster about to happen. And if you are familiar with the legend of the Mothman of West Virginia, then you know his eerie connection to the disaster known as the Silver Bridge Disaster. Mrs. Foster, what was the first thing that you saw? 
Well, I heard before I saw anything. I was standing right here in my kitchen preparing dinner, and my two boys came out the back door down the steps to get their bicycles. They got down to the bottom of the steps here, and they started screaming. They, we heard this terrible boom, and my boys looked around and saw the bridge starting to fall. Well, as soon as I heard the sound, I, of course, ran out the back door to see what was wrong with the boys and what the noise was. And as I got out my back door, of course, I could see what was happening, and I just, I stood right here. That clip comes courtesy of WCPO9, and I will leave a link to the full video in the show notes. It was December 15th, 1967. Almost exactly one year, it was exactly 13 months since the original Scarberry and Mallette sighting. The Silver Bridge disaster. The bridge that connected Point Pleasant to Ohio actually collapsed. The bridge fell in less than one minute. 31 motor vehicles and 64 people fell into the Ohio River and 46 people perished. Eyewitnesses actually claimed to have seen Mothman the day of or days prior to this bridge collapse on the bridge. Now, for many in the town of Point Pleasant, this was the end. This was the end of the Mothman legend. They didn't want to hear any more about the Mothman. They had had a huge loss to the community. All these people die, this huge tragedy, and they didn't want to hear any more about Mothman. And there's actually a thorough investigation done on what caused the collapse of the bridge. The bridge was actually known as a suspension bridge, and it was hung and suspended by a chain-like series of plates called I-bars. And during the federal investigation, they determined that the I-bar that was numbered 330 actually had a crack in it and over time, as the cars and the heavy traffic leading from West Virginia to Ohio, it actually caused that crack and that failure of that eye bar. And it is actually because of that disaster why we have bridges be inspected, usually annually if they show problems, or at least once every two years. But it is interesting to put two and two together to the Irish and Scottish folklore of these banshees. They were known to kind of warn people of doom and disaster, and maybe that's why people claimed to have seen Mothman right before this disaster occurred. Is he evil and really chasing people out of town, or was he trying to warn people the bridge was damaged? And although people hoped that after this disaster, the legend of Mothman would just be put to rest, quite the opposite has happened. There's an annual Mothman festival that started in 2002 in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And there's also a Mothman Museum that was opened in 2005. This museum was opened after a bunch of the movie props were donated from the film the Mothman Prophecies. And this town has become a bit of a tourist hotspot and receives thousands of visitors every year at this museum. And in fact, there's even a Mothman statue and marker in the middle of the town in Point Pleasant 
And on this statue, there's a plaque that actually talks a bit about the history of Mothman and how the legend came to be and its association with Point Pleasant, West Virginia. The creation of the movie The Mothman Prophecies really was a catalyst to kind of restart the interest in the legend The Mothman. And although the story and legend was born around West Virginia, that's not the only place that this creature has been seen in the U.S. In fact, there's been a recent encounter in the city of Chicago, Illinois. On September 24th of this year, a 17-year-old employee of the United States Postal Service was working at Chicago's O'Hare International Airport. She claimed to had an encounter with a very large bird, almost seven feet tall. And the witness actually wanted to remain anonymous, but she told her story to the UFO clearinghouse, and her interview said this, I had just left work at the USPS sorting facility at O'Hare Airport about 11 p.m. on Thursday, the 24th of September. I was walking out to my car when I saw something standing at the far end of the parking area where I usually park. At first, I thought it was a very tall person with a long coat. As I got closer to my car, I unlocked my car, which caused my headlights to come on. My headlights hit the person standing about 20 to 25 feet from my car, causing it to turn and look right at me. I saw that this was not some person, but some red-eyed and what appeared to be a coat were actually wings, which it spread out as it turned to look at me. At first, I thought it was some kind of very large bird, but I've never seen any bird that stood almost seven feet tall. I'm 5'4", and this thing looked taller than me by at least two feet. This thing then started making some type of chirping sound, Almost a half chirp and half click, like someone was clicking their tongue, but much faster. It then made some type of screeching sound and took off running toward me. It got within 10 feet of me and took off into the air and flew above me. I was screaming hysterically as I crouched down behind my car's open door and I dove into my car head first. I was in near panic as I tried to start the car close and lock the doors, and turn on my interior lights. I started my car and took off out of the parking lot and flew down the road till I hit the main road. I got home, told my husband, who also works at the same facility, and he was the one who told me about the sightings of this thing. I was scared shitless and hope I never see this thing again. This thing is roaming around the area scaring people half to death. I hope the airport people decide to do something about this thing someday. And that's the end quote on that interview. And I actually accessed that interview by an article from Bro Bible, and I will link to that article, and you guys can read up some more Mothman history on that article as well. So it's quite strange that there's mythology folklore across the world of this winged creature and it's not only in west virginia 
There's been several other encounters in different states across the U.S. And I've even heard stories of creatures that resemble big prehistoric birds such as like pterodactyls. So what is going on here? Is there some rare bird creatures that we're unaware of that we just see every now and then? Or is there some sort of mutation? I don't know. But I do know that it is strange and unusual, and that's what we talk about here. So guys, if any of you all have witnessed anything like this, a strange-looking creature or a mothman or a winged creature or any type of cryptid, I would love to hear your story. Again, the number to that hotline is one 270 Please call in any cryptid sighting that you have. I would love to hear a Bigfoot story or a Mothman story or a Dogman story, anything. I want to hear some crazy stories. So I know you guys are out there listening and you have some stories to tell. So please, please call in. And I hope you guys really enjoyed this little history lesson about the legend of the Mothman. And I will see you guys next week. Don't forget to keep your eyes peeled for anything strange and unusual. Until next week, y'all take care. Thanks. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.